My name is Joe Quiroga. My name is Oswaldo Frias. And today we're going to be talking about All Quiet on the Western Front, a 1979 TV film adaptation based on the novel by Eric Maria Remarque and directed by Delbert Mann. Uh, so how are we going to start? Uh, well, at first it was released in November 14th of 1997. Most of the film was uh, were building trenches that were filmed in the southeast of Los Angeles. And the scenes in Balboa were shot in the South, Calif in the South California coast. Yeah, and that's another th interesting too, because like interesting thing too, because like I didn't know that it was filmed in California. I just thought it was filmed in like uh, I was trying Europe, because uh, like it looked too real. I mean, Europe's a dirty place, and those trenches were pretty dirty. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, even the construction buildings, how the roads at the yeah. beginning when they're in school, that's that's very uh, yeah. In Germany. Uh, yeah, but like, okay, so we should probably go over our first. So the level of historical accuracy. I mean, it, it was, was pretty. I it mean, was extremely accurate. I feel like that's how a trench combat was. Yeah, yeah, it was extremely accurate. The trench combat was accurate because in most World War One movies, you got the usual squad. They're just fighting like in the middle of nowhere. And this no one, they're in trenches. I mean, I guess that's how realistically the assaults were when one goes they go back and forth yeah. back and forth yeah that's how it usually happened they just went back and forth and back and forth so one side was depleted or they just straight up surrendered <coughs> the french uh so uh another thing okay the level of historical accuracy so everything was pretty much accurate from the german uniforms even like the blue uniforms even the, the spike wore. on the helmet yeah the spike on the helmet like and I'm glad they had the blue uniforms for the French because man, everyone clapped them for that. Uh -huh. They're like, bro, why are you wearing a straight like blue? And when, yeah. we're, and when we're on mud and not land. even just blue, it's like it's bright blue. <laughs> so the the French were pretty much like, if I'm gonna get clapped, I might as well get clapped wearing something good. <laughs> uh, but you know, one of my one of the things that I didn't like. So the film's based in 1970. Wait, wait, before right? I say something, I mean, I really like the part when they actually use the gas. Which is oh, yeah, like something, true. It's something very deadly, and the flamethrowers, they yeah. use flamethrowers, yeah, which is a huge invention during World War One. Yeah, that's true. I feel like the gas was like, one thing that, I, I mean, I, I do get that both sides eventually had access to it, but like, in this case, it was the French gassing the Germans. <laughs> Irony. Yeah, that's a bit ironic. So, like, one thing is the the movie set in 1917, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, has gone, uh, so like, a pet peeve of mine is like, there was no tanks. There was no tanks like uh, Hescott in the film whatsoever. And like tanks were invented like in 1916 and they were, they were I don't know, well they weren't rampant rampant but they, they were, were already in use. They were there like uh, in 1917 and during the final years of the war. I mean you really didn't see planes either, which was like a huge invention, combat yeah. planes. Oh well, you see... You, you just see, see the silhouette like... You see the silhouette at the start, right? But yeah. I mean, yeah that's about it. All right, so overall depiction of the historical situation, I feel like it was portrayed accurately. And going back to what I said about the tank, that's um, that's like the only things that were lacking. Oh yeah, and uh, what's it called? The characters sounding very British. Oh yeah, the characters. Yeah, like um, I guess it was it was budget problems because you know you know they they didn't include tanks and all that. Because I mean after all, uh, it was a TV I mean, film. I mean so. the freaking trenches look super realistic. That's true. Yeah, I don't blame them for spending all the, most of the money on the uh, husband. Which the is Frenchies. pretty much which is based on. Yeah. So, uh, like. They sounded very British. <laughs> yeah, it would have been better if they hired some authentic German Germans. actors. They actually sound German. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, I feel like they portrayed it pretty well. Shoot, I was gonna say something, but I forgot what. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little, like, personal thing. It's like, it really doesn't affect the movie that much, but 
A little bit more like blood and gore could have been good. I mean, yeah, to show <laughs> to the horrors, the whole, the horrors yeah, of the trench. The horrors I mean, of war. one other thing is that I really like was uh, what's it called? Cat, the old guy that was yeah. teaching them how to survive, which I mean, really benefited them at the end, how to catch food when a, what's it called? When the Dutch artillery strikes, heavy strikes, and uh, you know how to basically how to survive. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that was really important because that's pretty much why yeah. they pretty much survive for this long. Yeah, and that's another thing too. You legit get attached to like most of the characters. I know they all like have their own personalities, yeah. their own traits. Yeah, like like literally at the start of the film, it glosses over like which like each one of them what they want to be or what they were. <laughs> all right. So the next thing, if you were a filmmaker, what would you do differently to improve the depiction, the depiction of events? More oh, blood, yeah. more gore, maybe tanks. Uh, more aircraft, definitely. Definitely the actors. Yeah, definitely the actors. I mean, the actors were good. I mean, don't get me wrong, they acted well, but I mean, they were good. Just the fact that they don't sound German. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. They legit got some French women to play the part. Like that's what I don't get. I mean, probably accessibility. I don't know. I don't know. Um. So okay. So next one was the film good? Yeah. Yeah, it was, was pretty good. good. It was good. Man, and I swear to God, I wasn't. Ex I was like half expecting the protagonist to die, but at the same time, I kind of wasn't. No, I really was. No, I was at first. I was like, oh, but he went home. Like, what the hell? Yeah. But then he goes back to the trench. I was yeah. like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, but like, like yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so like, that's another thing. Has uh, called how, how. Uh, so like, that's the thing that's been in like a lot of war media. It's like, and even veterans have said them has said it themselves. Like. When they come back from war, like they, they don't back. like how society is, and you know. I mean, I guess I mean when you're missing for so long and yeah. you don't know how things are going. Yeah, and it's like everything's so simple in war. You know, like life is so simple when you're in war. All you gotta do is just survive every day. That's really all there is to it. You yeah. don't. You don't think more about yeah, like exactly. taxes, bills, your family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's one thing that a lot of veterans say as to why they like eventually go back to war. Like they even showed that in. Uh, you remember that one movie, The Hard Locker, or whatever it's called? I haven't seen it. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, at the end, the dude, like, he goes back home, but then he's like, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm really like the lifestyle of this. And he, he legit goes back, like, around, around the end. So, that pretty much glosses over the entire, the entire film. Very, like, heavily glosses, because we, we really didn't speak about a lot of stuff, but, oh, well.